digital frontier. I tried to picture clusters of information as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships, motorcycles. Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then, one day, I got in. How do we measure this? How do we measure? Oh crap! I have to do the editing That's a good. Again. That's a good. Uh... I'm sorry, I turned up this week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just had to click a button though, so that hey. was easy. Hey, hello. Hey, you good. know, you know, you know what I should do? James, send me the link. Ah, uh, I gotta do another <laughs> one. <laughs> God damn it! All right, fine. It's fine. It's... Feeling cute today. Might delete later. Feeling cute today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give me a second here. <laughs> do, do, well, while you're doing that, then I'll say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world listening to us on your podcast devices or even watching us live on YouTube or on video on demand. They wouldn't be watching us live on YouTube. They would no, they be watching us. They'd be watching us on Twitch. <laughs> be watching us live on Twitch. They'd be live, us... comma, on YouTube, comma. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, God I've, caught, I've caught track 57 items. <laughs> Oh man, no! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's track? Because what is track fifty-seven itis? It's basically where you you screw up on names and just come across as completely unprofessional, even though you are professional. Well, like, here's the, here's the question: how, how long has track fifty-seven been a podcast? It has been since what Australia since the start of the year. Okay, so how many episodes? Be about twelve. How many episodes do Tick Whippies have? Yeah, one hundred and fifty six. So there's there's a little bit of repartee that has taken taken apart over the period of years that um you you get when you host with your friends, so that we know when to when to let you talk and when to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, Mr. Smith isn't here, so we don't have to worry about this being a fact check show. Well, unless he's lurking. If he's he lurking, he needs to fact check. We don't pay him nothing to do nothing. Precisely. Will's Tory Clarence, good morning. So, yes. So, how are you, how's everyone doing today? How's that week been? Busy. Busy? Busy. Busy? Busy. Yeah, I'd say mine's been fairly busy as well. But yes, so I am La Team Maker, the moderately, moderately internet famous 
Where my camera? Joining me as always, keeping the show running as he was last week. It's James Atkinson. Good morning, afternoon. It's morning for us. We're, I'm going to go with morning. Sign out with morning on you because we're running on American time. And above us, there's only the one salty time. Voice is back. Speaking of uh, James, that yeah. link. I did. Uh, I sent it to Will. I'm so, yeah, I'm, so, I'm so used to sending like <laughs> like it to Will. It, it's just it's just automatic at this point. Just yep. send to like Google Hangouts. Ah, oh, Will memes, Chris. <laughs> spicy Pictures memes. Just this. Spike really spicy memes. Elon Musk. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, it's Good Chris. Morning, now I have to make it actually show up. Okay. Ah, I gotta get the optimal mic to mouth location. Good morning, everyone. How are you all doing? Gotta minimize I'm good. that. I'm good. Gotta... So, we got a couple of bits of news items today. We got a couple of bits, little bits and pieces about uh, Extra Life, what we've been playing, and then we'll let you have your Sunday. Um, but yeah, we, we, we kind of were talking off air before we came on, and it was a very, very important and very pertinent question considering the one of the news stories this week uh which is that well actually both news stories really because it relates around oh the same God. thing the uh horrendous once again shootings that have happened recently in the united states in texas and in oregon and the you know again the the whole bait and switch the whole let's not discuss what is actually the real cause of this Let's play what video games has happened. And because of that, Walmart have decided to remove violent video game imagery on their promos for the, mo for the moment. And ESPN have decided to delay Apex Legends tournament because of the mass shootings. Which brought us to a very good question from James. Yes. Um, when, how do we define violence in video games? essentially because there's kind of we have a spectrum as with most things in life but the 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 question i specifically proposed is is god of war the most recent one a violent as violent a video game as grand theft auto and i posed it in a situation <laughs> where god of war being a video game where there are a lot of violence but the violence isn't against realistic things they're against fantasy fantasy characters fantasy things most of the time you're not even fighting humans you're either fighting demigods or you know i forget the name giant monsters and giant things, stone yeah. monster things where in grand theft auto i mean it's, it's liberty city is just a air quotes things for new york city um and as much as many times as your cousin wants you to go bowling with him i mean there's plenty you can do in that situation so looking at kind of the two ends of the spectrum of are the, is it is violence? Should we even be having the discussion of why that violence is in video games because of the, as Chris put, the whole rating system that's in place? It's it's, it's an interesting debate that I think needs to be had. Um, I see. It's very frustrating to me having, and I, let me let me let me also reiterate what we what we stated. We had a little bit of a, a pre-show ramble about this. Um, so the thing we came to. Uh, was that we determined kind of vaguely like the difference between action and violence 
is that like action it can be high octane there can be things happening there could be threat of danger but we uh it's not inherently necessarily like forcing harm upon another thing it's not like you know shooting or stabbing or, or punching or fighting um I think a decent example would be the A team. Uh, yeah, things of that nature. Um, not the not the combat sequences in things like Tomb Raider or uh, Uncharted, but like the the sequences where you're trying to um, like outrun dangers and stuff. Those would be fine action, and that would be. There's a lot of like T games that popped up in like the late 90s early 2000s for like the playstation that were just kind of like these like platformy type games um that had a lot of action but not violence jack um, and daxter ratchet and jack. clank uh yeah there was a lot of uh there was a lot of action involved in, in those a lot of moving around um there was i i mean there was some because you were there was shooting there was fighting involved um it, yeah, I mean, it's, the differentiation can get blurred very quickly, um, but it's a it's a good thing to see. And then the other thing that Will and I agreed on uh, is that we need to stop using the phrase "teaching kids" when we're talking about video games. Because if it's not E, if it's not if it's T or up, it's not teaching kids. It's not for kids. It's not about kids. Like that's the thing that a lot of society outside of gaming doesn't necessarily get is that video games are not for kids. They've never been for kids until the marketing teams of things like Atari and Nintendo were making games for kids. But like until that point, it was always for adults. Pong was a game for adults. It was a game for some scientists in a box room. It was a game for people to, to of, of high access to oscilloscopes. Um, it was like not four kids. I've never been four kids. <laughs> I mean, hell, <laughs> the kids always gets game, but it's absolutely. There are games for kids. They are rated E and E10. There are games for really little kids, which I believe has an E plus, uh, like an E3 or yeah. like an E5 rating. Um, but like we have a rating again. We have rating systems in place. We have. The ESRB, we have Peggy, we have all sorts of rating systems in place. Since the early 90s, yep. with yep. Wolfenstein and Doom, 91, mm -hmm. I believe is when the ESRB like really got kicked off because of the whole controversy with Doom. Was four? Yeah. Um, no, South it was Bush. Barbara, was it Barbara Bush? I don't remember. Um, I know Hillary Clinton became him later, that. but it, it, it was one of the, it was one of the, uh, one of the president's wives. Yeah, because yeah, we had it over here, the BBFC. Because it was because there were, because games were still barely new, they didn't have a rating system specifically for games. So they came under the British Board of Film Classification. When things like Mortal Kombat were out, there was known to have like 15 certificate or 18 certificate. Yeah, like the the problem people have is that it's just poor parenting. People are putting the blame on video games and saying, oh, this is for kids. This is for, like, don't get me wrong. Fortnite is being marketed towards kids. Yes. Because it's a cash grab. Yeah. 
the fact that you're not putting blood in there doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a violent like there's blood does not equal violence that's the thing is blood does not equal violence you can have non-bloody violence um i mean we can we can look at this and go if you're looking blood not equal violence did, what, what did they blame before video games cartoons cartoons are too violent wildly coyote getting hit mm-hmm. getting blown up there's they, they blamed mm-hmm. cartoons Hell, the constantly the turtles when it was released over here was renamed from ninja to hero and they removed the nunchucks on them because at the time nunchucks were illegal in this country so they changed it and they still blamed them it's a it's a it's the newest form of media and the previous iteration of media is going to blame the newest form for its downfalls for its problems i believe like i want to say it was radio blamed tv and then tv blamed video games How and before radio news blamed radio like new, uh, newspaper print, print i should say print print that's what it was. That was the word I was looking for. Print blamed radio. But it's it's just, that's how it is. Don't get me wrong, it's really annoying because the problem is still there. It always kind of has been. It's just that we have more eyes on it. And actually, it's been reduced on statistically, like, measurable amounts. Like, crime rates plummeting. Plummeting. Um... I'm trying to remember who, which which companies did the research for it, but um, the 2008 with the whole market crash and everything, or whichever year it was, I can't remember which one it was because that whole time it was 2008. Okay, yeah. I, I was I was fairly certain, but I didn't want to like. Oh oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would know. Um, 2008. It's not a depression. That's that time is not a depression. We did not lose track of ourselves, and a lot of people managed to get by because they had an outlet to vent their frustrations with the market. They did, they had a capacity to do that. Um, we didn't have the same impact as the Great Depression because we had access to something to step away from. We had we had the ability to de-stress, turn around, and go work again and get something functioning. Don't yes. get me wrong, the markets are still kind of all over the place from what I can tell. Would you be able to confirm this? Uh, <laughs> we are still in an expansion. No. We are still in an expansion. <laughs> We've been in expansion for 10 years. Um, <laughs> we are well above everything. Even the volatility currently in the market is more based on media predictions and horrendous uh, misinterpretations of things. Um, yep. If, just, just look at... just it, It's... Yeah, now we're in expansion still. We, if you look at, there's thirteen indicators that would would quote a recession. Only three of them are currently flashing warning signs. Um, usually yeah, when you hit not... when you hit about five or six, then you usually have a recession in about six to twelve months from that point. And yeah. and real and realistically, people people are people are going about right now to try and prevent that and keep the expansion going. That's the reason why certain policies are being affected. Um, but at the same time, it's part of the market cycle. Like that's kind of what you do. It's like it expands, gonna happen. It flattens, it recesses, it recovers, it expands. The whole point is though, is if you if you've looked at if you look at the data, 
the highs are always bigger than the lows. So that when it recesses down, it always comes back bigger than it was at originally when it recessed. So it's, it's a, it's a, like the term correlative increase. It's, 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 it's cyclical. Why do you think they call it cyclical markets? It's, it's a cycle. That's what it does. It, yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's that. Yeah. We went from video game violence to talking about market strategy. (laughs) Again. Yeah. It, it, within the same breath <laughs> but like video games are not the cause of violence like that's there's it is, it is, no it is research poor parenting. that indicates that it is poor parenting that leads towards you know game addictions it is poor parenting that may also lead towards this but I, you know, that's one I'm not going to quote I'm not going to say that's poor parenting <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm, gonna I'm not going to say definitively anything. Who knows what happens? Like, I I personally have no idea about any of the data on that. Like, the more data we end up getting, which is terrible to say, the fact that the data needs to exist in order for us to really get it, it shouldn't. We shouldn't have any, It should be a zero. It should be a just definitive zero. Uh, let, me, let me find... But, I mean, uh, let's, let's be honest here, right? The... the um... Okay, I, 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 I thought of something when this happened afterwards. Like, okay, people don't want to get get, get rid of guns because of the Second Amendment. Why not right. just ban bullets then? It defeats the purpose. Well, that's the other problem is they'll just make bullets. <laughs> bullets are really <laughs> yeah, easy. but again, it's the thing. It's the thing, <sighs> though, isn't it? It's the, it's the whole thing that Jim Jeffries is about. It's like someone who's committing these crimes, who's, who's committing these shootings. It's not exactly going to rock up to the black market and go guns. Who's going to buy? <clears throat> who's going to sell me a gun? Because of the price of them goes skyrocket. It's been proven in the, in Australia. Can can I can I show you guys? And this this hurts me. This this sticks me in the core to have to try and show this right. Mm-hmm. Can I show you guys a Vox Media infograph? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Let me just make sure that this is capturing the right window. Okay. So, take oh, a look it's, here. It's going to be up on the channel. Hold on. It's going to be up on the channel. Go pick it up. Yep. Yeah, I've seen this, this graph a lot. <laughs> ah, fuck. There goes my coffee. It is video go revenue per person versus gun violence deaths. Yeah, because when some, someone on Fox said something stupid, um, and they went, oh, um, yeah, Japan doesn't have a problem with gun violence, but then, then again, Japan doesn't have video games. Bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> what? Japan has so many more video games. Exactly. In fact, actually, the market in Japan for video games is a little different than the U.S., um, from what I understand, a lot of the indie companies and the indie creators um, don't really... Oh, God, it's the Echo. Hold on. Okay. Um, some of the uh, some of the indie companies, um, like the really small-time creators, instead of necessarily like going and marketing on websites and stuff, they have a tendency to do it in person because that's kind of a tradition. At least from, from what I recall in discussions about um, Bullet Hells, which is a very interesting... Yeah. Thing to learn about so it's 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 also kind of a like it, it's just a cultural difference right there yeah also I, I they have stricter think... gun laws yep <laughs> i mean look at that graph 
Japan, Korea, United Kingdom, who are the top, or th- or three out of the top four, all have strict gun laws. I and mean, we had to, we had our, our gun laws tightened up because of the Dumblay massacre when children were shot and killed. Oh my God! You you enacted policy when people when children were killed. Yeah, <laughs> I know it, it's crazy, isn't it? And I know that. I know it, we have again a cultural difference because of the amendments, you know, your constitution. But to me, and this is just an opinion before people get angry. The constitution was made what in seventeen seventy six? It was signed. Yep. That you know. Times change, so that because it was called an amendment, should should adapt and change too. Do you know the original reason for the Second Amendment? Yeah, it wasn't it to ha- so people could arm themselves out, get and rise up against the tyrannical government. It's it was yeah. to have a standing militia in case of the need for protection. Mm. So it is it is literally there. Do you have the right to bear arms to help defend the country as a standing militia? That is the reason for the Second Amendment. So, and this uh, is the Second Amendment. It is also to to be able to to not so that the government cannot um, basically take over the citizens' rights. Um, right. It, it, it is a combination of both. It's a combination uh, of both. But the original terminology used for the gun ownership, which the NRA loves talking about, is part of that. And I, I read an article recently, and this will never happen, but I, I thought it was an interesting, at least think piece, because whenever I, I see opinion articles, I tend to think and I read them and I go, whether they're whatever spectrum, it's like, what can I think about this? Where is this person coming from and how can it spark some interest and some thought in myself? And the guy said, this is what how I think we can help gun ownership. And I went, okay, you know. Um, it doesn't involve, you know, changing the mental health system, which is deeply flawed in this country and would probably help save a lot more lives, not only gun deaths, uh, changing the way people have access to firearms. Um, he's like, okay, here's this. We call it the Militia Act. And he go, I went, okay. And he goes, if you want to own a gun, you either have to be an, you could either need to be an active or you need to be part of the active or reserve military and you can have that be part of your service so that you have a modicum of training on the firearm you are doing your national duty and helping and helping support your country as a reservist and some things can be waived for people who can't serve on the battle line but can do a desk job and provide actuary and admin services to the to the armed forces uh but still have the necessary training and what do you do? Well, to be part of the military, you need to pass a physical exam, a psychological exam. You need to have a basic understanding. And you need to be spending at least one weekend a month, two weeks a year, if you're a reservist, as a member of the military. And so you have people who have decline, you know, you have declining military uh, signups in the United States. You're giving people proper training. Those people have access to more income because they're a reservist or... They have access to health care and other things that help perk the military. And you're also training a population and you're being very pro, you know, give me the let's not have people sign up for the military side of the argument. And I'm like, well, that's that's interesting. There's some flaws in it, obviously, but it's interesting. But then he went on to quote that a lot of gun ownership, you look at Sweden, you look at our, our Switzerland, and stuff like that. A lot of people who 
have compulsive compulsory uh military experience you know south korea requires you to be in the military for a period of time there are there's little to no gun violence in the countries that because also because a lot of the population are trained on gun (laughs) violence so it makes it very very difficult to be like i want to go rob the guy but he know he knows the same stuff that i do but it's also they have respect for what the thing is respect for the damage it can do and they have an understanding of it and they also have probably better healthcare systems that take care of their people. See, I, I hear the arguments for keeping guns, right? I, I hear the arguments for it saying, well, you know, if we get rid of guns, we ban them, criminals will still get them. We, we still have criminals that do, you know, armed robberies and that here. But again, it's it's way down. And that's the problem. It's a, and I also get the fact that people say, you know, would say to you, they heard me it's like well, British you don't you don't have you know the understanding you don't have the information that we have and again I can hear that I can understand that argument but I don't necessarily agree with it because again they can come back and say well you have knife crime yeah we do <laughs> we do have knife crime knife crime is huge in England in London especially because and most <coughs> of the things like the acid attacks as well is gangs it's gang on gang violence mainly with knife crimes, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. will some you will still get the people, you know, just randomly stabbing people for some silly reason. But it's again, but you don't hear as often a mass stabbing. It's very difficult to do a mass stabbing. It's it's, it's a very very touchy and emotive subject, and I get that. you know it's because people don't want change. And that's the big thing in this. It's like, why? And again, it's a Jim, Jim Jeffries bit when he was on about it. Like, why should you take my gun away from me? I've done nothing wrong. And I have friends over there who have guns. I know they understand, you know. I, I, hell, I've held a decommissioned gun in my time. You know? But, and I get that, but it's the thing is, this case of is, so my question to them is, okay, what will it take? Where's the line to go from that that stance to, okay, this is too much. Have my gun. Take it. Where is that line? For me, it's not that. For me, it's for me, it's it's number one. It's about responsible gun ownership. But for me, it's also the why do you, as a gun owner, need hollow point rounds and bump stocks? What are you going to do with that? Is it is it is it for you like like kit cars? Is that yeah. what it is? Like this is what you're doing? You just want your thing to be the most badass thing ever, but you you, you can't take it and bring it anywhere but to a gun range to shoot it. It essentially it's like you know it's like having a kit car. You're just gonna take it to a track and drive it. You can't drive. It's not legal street legal in some cases. You can't bring it on the road. Kind of defeats like the ninety percent reason of owning a car. So if if it's if it's a hobby for you. And it's something you want to do. I understand. But like at the same time, do you need all of that? If you are a hunter, you don't need hollow point rounds. What are you going to do? It, it makes no sense because it explodes inside the, the animal and it makes the meat useless. If you're, if you're hunting deer, you don't want that. It's stupid. So it, it's, 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 it's about responsible gun ownership. People who have them and understand them. I have no problem with you know, if, if somebody who's owned a gun for 40 years and never had any incidents, 
and ever had and was responsible and took the prerequisite courses, that's great. I mean, I almost think maybe it should even be like having a driver's license. You, you go to have a license, or especially when you get older, when you have a license, and then every couple of years you have to go and like do a refresher course to make sure that like people are like, hey, you still good? Because, you know, Bobby may have gotten his handgun when he was, when he was you know, 30 and okay, but now he's 45 and he started to go a little bit off the rocker. And all of a sudden now, you know, oh, his license is expired. We should like get him in here, and they realize something's wrong, and be like, "Hey, maybe you uh you shouldn't have that handgun. You've been uh been playing too many video games. That Fortnite has really uh really changed you, man. That Call of Duty, you're getting a bit angry there when you're getting shot at. You you're wearing this headband that says Ninja on it. You're drinking Red Bull all the time. What's <laughs> I, what's mixer? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the, I get the, the you know the people see people getting frustrated during all. And playing games, I get that. Hell, I get frustrated with it. If you saw my stream earlier, you would see me get a little bit pissy when I lost at some point. But once you once that gets gone, once you release that from you, you, you can sort of calm down after a couple of seconds and go, "Okay, let's go again." But I and I'm wondering whether the people who don't necessarily know video games see that. And think, okay, they, they must get so angry, they must keep that angry. But they go, I'm just going to go out and shoot someone. That's a mental health problem. That's not a video game problem. That that is that is anger management. That is, you know, that that that's led that's led to that per that person either doesn't have the capacity or hasn't been taught in the requisite skills to be able to help manage their anger. And where can we follow? And where can we trace that back to? Well, usually to childhood. And where does childhood usually happen? Parent rearing. Or the educational system, or yeah, learning to understand what no means. <laughs> yeah, because again, and I have a I have a theory because some of you know when we looked at the two stories, there's two sides going. Okay, <clears throat> one was a white supremacist, and the other was a far left. So they're both they're both as bad. For that Ideology person. does not make a difference no. in whether or not someone is going to do other people harm. I yeah. mean. The, obviously, there are inherently violent ideology, but the problem is the violence. Guys, Hitler was a fascist. Stalin was a socialist. Diametrically <laughs> opposed <laughs> ideologies. But they... I mean, don't get me wrong. Horseshoe, horseshoe theory is a very strong thing. It is a very um, strong thing. But if if we if we need to use extreme examples, there's your extremes. Yeah, in I mean... more ways than one. I believe John Brown was a libertarian, I want to say. Like, if we were to put him on today's modern chart. Yeah. Way back when. Very violent person. Very violent person. It's, 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 it's insane. Um, I found an interesting thing here, because I was actually curious. While you guys were talking, I was very curious. Mm -hmm. At the gun ownership ratio to gun violence ratios. And... I found something very interesting. Is, uh, can I make a guess? It's very low? Well, I mean, uh, it's surprisingly low for, like, how it gets uh, pumped up. And these are based off of 2010 statistics, too, which we'll have updated next year because this is all uh, Census. Census Bureau data. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, the highest states for gun ownership in percentile 
is over the course of 10 years um the everything above 50% does not go up to five murders uh per thousand inhabitants like which which is the same pretty much that's pretty standard it seems amongst just like violence in general i mean like new york used to have a murder rate in the double digits i think detroit's highest... so light <laughs> That's city, not the even states. Yeah, that's that's city. That's not state. That's city. Um, District of Columbia has a twenty five percent gun ownership rate at twenty one murders per thousand. Blame the politicians. Dick Cheney, and man, you can't trust like, that guy. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. We have like New Hampshire, one, one per at fourteen percent. That's the lowest I see right now is one. I would imagine it would have been like New, New Hampshire, Hampshire, Vermont, Maine. <laughs> uh, lowest is Delaware, Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey, New Hampshire. That's the lowest. I reckon one of the highest census is going to be Chicago. Chicago is not a state. It's a city. Yeah, no, yeah. for the city itself, though. Illinois? So state of Illinois, that's yeah. That's what I'm I looking for. No. Illinois is five, five point five. I mean, it's above five, but yeah. five point five at twenty six percent gun ownership. Pennsylvania has higher gun ownership, with point five point one. Michigan has five point six. I mean, District of Columbia is obviously the highest, but Louisiana is at nine point six. So Louisiana is the second highest. I mean that that's actually surprising. The twenty five, you know, right, what's well, hovering around about twenty five percent of the population of America owns a gun. Yeah, it's the minority then. That, well, some of the minority because again, not all of them. Before I get into the shit about this, because I've seen people who say they own a gun and they want change as well. So it's a very low percent of that twenty five percent that's actually crying foul and saying no, don't do this. So, so, so you're saying that a vocal minority is the one that's making their voice heard the loudest? When has it's that amazing, ever happened in politics? <laughs> when that's... does that happen in politics, gaming? <laughs> I need to, I, I need to see one statistic here. Uh... I'm trying to find um, U.S. gun ownership like percentiles real quick. Because there's a lot of re there's a lot of sources that do really poor research. So yeah, it's really yeah. <laughs> IGN. Because <laughs> no, like, like beyond that, like the Pew Research Facility is just yeah. a trash fire. Because to um, bring this back to gaming for a little bit, uh, IGN, who ran the article about um, Walmart removing the promotions for it, they they did an update saying that uh, Walmart were also removing violent games from sale for a while until Walmart went. Um, actually, no, we're not. So, again, media can falsify things and sensationalize things a little bit more. Still, you know, from removing the promotional stuff is a little bit, hang on a second, aren't you removing the guns from sale? For so, here, here's this something. A, this is an interesting one. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I've got two interesting statistics. I wanted to make a correlation here about which, if we're looking at which industry will actually win this debate. 
Mm-hmm. This is this is how I I I've I've kind of labeled it. So the American firearms industry uh made how much in revenue last year? Oh, I'd say probably what about 70 billion. 28 billion. Right. What did the video game industry do last year? 5 billion? Just shy of 135 billion. Wow. Wow, that would be way off. But here's the thing as well. For things like Call of Duty and Battlefield and games like that, they have to get licenses to have the guns, the real models of guns in-game. Yeah. So they have to pay money to the... Just, just, just since, since... Since its inception, Grand Theft Auto V, since it's come out, has made itself $6 billion in revenue. Wow. One game. That's crazy. That's crazy. It, 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 so the thing is, is that it's, it's, if it's a matter of lobbying, which essentially it is, which essentially it is if it's about putting, if, if, if it's a hard numbers game, video games are making more money than guns. It, it's it's right. a hard numbers game mm-hmm. video games so make more money video than games guns. in the states that's a hell of a lot of money there i think i think you i know, just you... need to we just need to you email your congressman and tell them video games make more money than guns and that may change their mind a little Second. bit <laughs> yeah it's, it's a larger industry <clears throat> with and the other thing too is that as horrible as this sounds is that this is also a generational thing i think as and as as the baby boomers move out of the United States and the United States politics, and the Gen Xers and the Millennials, and whatever's after the Millennials move in, you're going to see a change because each each of those generations have a different understanding on gun ownership, and I think are more understanding and more understanding and accommodating of video games as a whole, and can make the correlation because. We grew up with video games. We under and the majority the majority of us, as we can tell, the majority of us have an understanding of what video games are and what they can and can't be, and can be responsible with that understanding. Mm-hmm. I think I think if I was going to wrap this up, is just just be responsible. And if yeah. and if you and if you feel one that somebody's having a bad day and things aren't going good, talk to them because to be honest, that could be the one thing that makes things better for them. Saying well, yeah, hi, giving them a Snickers bar, asking them how their day is going. That can literally be something that sparks joy in their life and could help. Yeah, because it's, it could be a number of things that spark it off, even if heartbreak, for example. Aston Villa losing to Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> It could be, you know. That, that's the thing. There's. I just wanted to uh, point out one of the one of Millwall the just existing as a football club. I mean, <laughs> um. So the thing I noticed was uh, we had the highest, the highest um, gun ownership percentiles were all sub five per hundred thousand. Delaware at the lowest of five point two percent gun ownership is at five point three. That was very interesting. It doesn't look like there's actually like any real correlation to percentile of population 
Mm. I would wonder about Owning percentile guns. of education level. That's see, that's one I, I would be very interesting to see. That would be a very interesting stack of numbers. Um, because I know in prison statistics, I believe it's like sub one percent have uh, I believe a bachelor's degree, and it's like sub ten percent, sub nine percent, something like that. Um, have associate's degrees, so it's like. Don't get me wrong, our prison system is terrible to begin with. It's just a giant mess, and it's engineered to be terrible. Mm -hmm. But that's an interesting statistic, especially with the way our system works. So it's like education seems to be an indicator of avoidance of crime. Um, probably because they're too busy studying to try and... Or working to pay off those student loans to turn to crime. <laughs> Or don't have enough money to afford a gun because they have to pay off their student <laughs> loans. Student loans, the true gun control of America. Uh, yes. <laughs> that is why you'll see gun ownership go down. It's because we can't yeah, afford them. I, yeah. I think as the generations will shift out. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to say that our generation isn't going to cause other problems because our biases and tendencies will obviously create a void and a gap in some area that we're not looking at and th that will obviously cause a problem for future generations uh i'm not saying that we're perfect we're not i just think that we have a better understanding and a grip on current day issues and current day pro problems than the than the people in current power i'd also like to see a statistic of what the average ages of a united states congressman and senator is i would say it's north of 55 I I would say you're getting probably closer to an average of sixty three years old. I would say. I think I think that's a because, and then you take that take that number and show it to where what the average age is in the United States, and you may see a huge um, correlation between. We have the stat. Oh, good. Somebody did the research. Uh it looks like the average age of House leadership by party. Uh. It looks like Democrat is 72. Okay. Or uh, the leadership role. Um, whereas Republican is 48. Uh, and then it's chairs and ranking members are 68 and 59, respectively. So, yeah. Which is, that's very interesting to say the least. That the Democratic Party is averaged older yeah. than the conservative party well fascinating there you go there's numbers for thought tigropies where you came for video games but got political science lessons in return this is it's it's really <laughs> fascinating like sitting down and actually looking at this very fascinating watson very fascinating how can we stop gun violence <laughs> <laughs> Run, there's the <laughs> analytics number Call Cambridge Analytica. They need some good press. <laughs> they need some good well, press. Let's Have them run the to, numbers. Uh, good stuff. Let's 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 move on to something else. I mean, before we go on to the extra life stuff, because I did have been promoting that I'm going to be revealing the little bits for our renewed push for extra life. Oh shit! Um, there was a question answered in asking chat, and we'll answer it now. Um, it said, "Would you rather be famous but broke, or be nobody but the most rich?" Which I think is an easy one for me is be nobody but rich. Yeah. Because that hey, same. help other people. You can help other people out with your money. So it shares the love. Shares look at look at Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Right? He he is famous, 
and relatively wealthy, but he is he he uses that wealth to help people anonymously because he doesn't want to be tied to it. Yeah. Um, I find I find those are the best kind of people, the people who, because if if you don't want your name tied to it, it means that you're more worried about the cause than the actual than the fact that you're helping it. So I think that shows a certain level of maturity and understanding that like, hey, if I'm Keanu Reeves and I support, you know, this cause, people are going to want to talk to Keanu Reeves more about Keanu Reeves than the actual cause. So if you take and you support the cause, but you don't put your name to it, you just give them the help that they need to suddenly get the job done. It only helps them because they're getting the money they need and the support they need without having the clusterfuck of a thing going around. Yeah, the media going, oh, look, Keanu Reeves is here, blah, blah, blah. So that man can do no wrong. But yeah, that's... That, that. If you're playing Tick Whippy's Bingo, uh, that is... Um, we've been live for an hour and three minutes before we have mentioned Keanu Reeves. We did a good job today. We did it. We did a really good job today. We haven't gone into yeah. an Elon Musk story yet. Um, nope. Nope. We haven't talked about Todd Howard. Though I can't uh, say... No, we, 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 we made a reference real early. I don't know if we were live for we weren't live for it. Also, and it the, just works. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say it, we were live for that. It was music. That was the song that was playing leading oh, into it. So I guess we okay. have to check Todd Howard and Bethesda off the list. Um, yep. Done no, and done. Sky, Skyrim? Not really, because normally we make jokes about playing Skyrim on shit. Um, we haven't done. No, that I, I tend to. I tend to, to to lump that in with Todd Howard. Okay, so that, that's just part of the Todd Howard. Um, yeah, that's we have to the formalize the, the bingo rules. Part of the how. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Do we'll make a bingo game. card. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. We'll make, a bingo we'll, card. We'll, make, we'll make it before extra life. <laughs> so that way, extra life bingo. Extra Tig Whippy's extra life bingo. If Will wears a panda onesie. If Chris dies in Bloodborne. If Chris I doesn't mean, know that, where he's going in Bloodborne. Excuse me. Whoa, whoa. That that's more like it. You're still on a PB best pace for Bloodborne. It's true. Yeah. I'm not lying. It's true. I'm on. I'm on a really good track. Like eight hours into how far I got it. I was talking. About... I, may, I may look up a list of boss names too, and just see just how far in I actually got. See, see, Chris, you said eight hours in game time. I'm talking actual time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's how many days? <laughs> it's like 200 uh, plus at see. this point. Nearly 360. Yeah. Um. Well, it'll be 365 round there. No. Yep. <laughs> Pretty yep. close. 365 days for a speed run. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. Personal Could you be worse? Uh, November 4th? <laughs> November 3rd, sorry. Because I think you'll be doing okay. the Sunday. Yeah, me and Chris have the weekend days. Yeah, I think you have, the you, have, you have the Friday. So, uh, speaking of Extra Life, um, yeah, we, we, we're renewing our push because we would like to start getting the donations rolling in again, if you can. The donations and to help us, we we have a uh, something we want to show you, something that has been commissioned. Working on it. Um, who has literally done it again because it, it kind of helps what we're looking to be doing for extra life, maybe in some in some instances. Apart from Chris. Oh God, that's large. Ah! <laughs> my head. Ah! <laughs> that's not what she said. <laughs> there we go. There. Oh yeah. There you go. Actually, is so, it? Oh, it's almost. I could almost do it. This is our promo for Extra Life, as you can see. I love it. 
that because it gives, it gives an idea of what I want to be doing, you know, collecting trophies while potentially being in the panda onesie if it's a thousand dollars. Hint, hint, plug, plug. <coughs> Please don't hate. gonna do that. That looks nice. Yeah, we have Chris in the middle as the Doom Guy. Hey, me, Doom Guy, rip and tear. And of course, in his Tottenham <laughs> get in his Tottenham tracksuit. It's James, yep. ready for some football manager. I mean, like I said, if, if nobody hits the goals, I'm just going to play football manager for eight hours. Help us hit goals. Help, Help us hit me hit the space button. <laughs> I don't you have the a way game he... for when we hit uh, a certain number? Did we, do, did we come up with something? No, I we didn't. Really I thought we did game. something, like we approved something like last week and we thought it was the greatest Probably. idea. Uh, Probably, and then we completely forgot about we it. We forgot. We're, we're goldfish here, because <laughs> <laughs> we know we're at five thousand dollars if we hit a team target. We will be having a shoutcast of Snooker Nineteen as well. Will's toy clearance and myself play Snooker live with Jim and Jim <laughs> doing the commentary on it. Uh, we also have Tim shaving his head bald, which we know his wife will be happy about that. <laughs> And we have some good news. We have a new team member who's joining us again last year. It's Mr. Keith Patrick Dunn Fernandez. Welcome, board mate. Welcome back. Happy to have and, you. Welcome. Absolutely. August 24th, so that's two weeks from yesterday. Uh, we're having Robin Crafty Rebel doing her first stream for Extra Life, her first charity stream for us. And it's so fun. So 8 in the morning UK time to 2 p.m. She's going to be doing some sewing stuff, and there's going to be little bits and pieces like giveaways as part of this. So it's it's twitch.tv forward slash crafty rebel to join in on that one in two weeks' time. Glad to have you on board. Yeah, actually, I I, I do have a good a good idea. If we hit if we hit fifty thousand, uh, Chris, me and you may have to play Borderlands three. Fifty thousand, bloody hell! No, no, five thousand. <laughs> because I mean, because fifty thousand. We'll go out to. We will fly to England. We'll fly to England for the weekend. And (laughs) And we'll have a three person stream. Yes. We'll do a three man stream, couch co op, Borderlands 3. We'll couch co op. Save up just in case we actually hit that. Holy shit. 50,000. It's probably not going to happen, but we have some fans who really want to see us do some crazy shit, and I like it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, we also have to be. There, we will caveat. It all depends on Brexit, because <laughs> who? It may be cheaper. Yeah, no deal. Brexit will just it make it go. <laughs> there may be some the, the United the dollar versus pound may only get better. Um, but no, I think I think for five thousand, you know, maybe we and you can play uh, Borderlands because that's kind of oh. that's kind of how we started. Like like me and yeah. you streaming together was just playing Borderlands too. Yep. So we will download the heretical Epic Game Store. Let the Chinese see all of our stuff. I mean, I I already have it downloaded because I, have it downloaded I work too. with Unreal Engine. Yeah. And I have I have I they gave me satisfactory for free in like other games. So it's like I have it. Satisfactory is oh, really nice. It's it is a really good. Game. It's 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 very nice. It's Factorio except 3D. Factorio but up. Mhm. And we we need to we need to also sort out our stream for uh, Behold the Kickman. Yes, Behold the Kickman. We need we need to look at that. 
hopefully soon probably very soon yes uh very soon behold the kickman a soccer game made by people who don't know anything about soccer exactly and that's good uh, it looks a laugh it, as somebody who has played it it is it is a lark it's it's very good it's very funny uh i enjoy it and i also play the exact opposite end of the spectrum where i can tell exactly what stati- what trait i'm looking for in the brazilian under 18 teams of of the wonder kids that are coming up in the next generation i am looking for a crossing of above 10 mr scout so speaking of playing stuff what have you been playing this week uh football manager and final fantasy (laughs) (laughs) to the usual then (laughs) chris uh i'll give you a wild guess on them one of them but i have been playing more what i've been playing a little bit of rage a little tiny bit of rage a little tiny teeny 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 bit of rage get ready for Uh, eternal Oh, no one's going to hear from me for days. <laughs> um, yes, please. <laughs> oh, I'm so hyped for Doom. Oh, I'm so hyped for Doom. Um, I've been playing a little tiny bit of Monster Hunter World. Good. Because I've been interested in soulsy types of games and... Every day, new fly. Have to catch it. Um, Soulsy games, souls like the action RPGs. I enjoy action RPGs. Love action RPGs. I want more action RPGs. I want action MMO RPGs, and not Terra. Less didn't turn out right. Um, I think Darkfall is the other one, but I haven't gotten into looking at a Dark. But <sighs> good. Um, I'm not, like, anywhere in Monster Hunter World. I've done any research or anything. I've not gotten far. Sword. I've not really done... Sword and shield anything. is best weapon. Uh, I Honestly, I find the daggers, double daggers, to be really, really good. Double daggers, um, good. Double daggers and bow. Yeah, bow is a great... I don't want to say it, but it's kind of a great noob weapon, because... It is a great noob weapon. I don't have the time to go learn all of the timings of every weapon in Monster Hunter. So... Fantastic noob weapon. Mm-hmm. I'm really comfortable with it. I would say the light bow gun is the noob weapon, like the quintessential noob weapon. Tank driving and super just point and pull, and yeah. that's it. That's your whole kit. Um, bow has a bit more strategy to it, so it's a good like, a bit more mobile. Not noob, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it, bow isn't more mobile. Uh, it forces you to be closer, so it's a good if, middle ground. It forces you to be closer, but it's got some dodge mechanics built into the shots, where you can, like, shuffle to the left, shift to the right, or shift back as part of a firing. Kind of, a little tiny bit. A little tiny bit. Or, like, the bow gun is just like, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, straight, it's just straight tanking, but, like, you can do it from a distance. That's the thing with the bow Significant distance. And there's uh, kits to build up that, like, distance, to do more damage from a further distance. So. Also, it's a machine gun. Yeah. It's, this is what it is. <laughs> but uh, Double Dagger is really fun. A lot of mobility and has a faster pace feel. It's like right in that spacing that I really like. So it's like I can pick up 
Dark Souls, play that for a while, and then pick up uh, Monster Hunter. And the daggers have that same pacing. So I'm not like sitting here waiting for a four-hour swing on my giant axe. Uh, yeah, that's just what it is. But the damage numbers. But the damage numbers, if you want some high-ass damage, you go with the damage weapon. Do you want burst? I got your burst right here. I, what is that <laughs> accent? What is that? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I could kind I, of uh I don't know. It's like it's like Beat me. A, can't find that one. Boston, New Yorker. It's like <laughs> it makes them both. It's like it's got like the high Havid Yad, but he's like yeah, got the New York the style tank to things. And you got you got the the I'm the here in Bronx. <laughs> it's almost it's almost um a Tommy Wiseau, <laughs> but not quite. You're like you're like nearing Tommy Wiseau, but you're not there yet. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Mark. I, I did believe- not hit her. I did not. <laughs> Hello, doggy. <laughs> oh hi doggy. Oh hi doggy. <laughs> I want everybody to appreciate the swing of this episode. We started on oh gun God. violence and now we're doing Tommy was so impressions. <laughs> Only in Tigwabies. Only in Tigwabies. Can we hit the spec? find this quality here. <laughs> uh, straight up. <laughs> this is how you can find this week, Um no. I just don't remember what else I played. But I played Final other Fantasy. things. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I played Final Fantasy. I played Monster Hunter. I played a little bit. I, I jumped a little bit, little tiny, little dip my toes into Dark Souls again. I got to start warming up. Um, so that's why I'm kind of playing that uh, a little more. Um, uh, I've been wanting to watch more movies like indulge in other things i've been feeling like gamer burnout yeah which is weird risk of rain i have it on the icon i picked up risk of rain too i've been playing it solo for a little bit i just unlocked somebody last night um and uh yeah i've been i've been enjoying that it's a nice little roguelike nice little uh comfortable low intensity shooter um i'm not like it's not super stressful it's not overly like demanding of a shooter it's not doom but it's not like uh a battlefield it's not not more it's like the, i don't need to think really when i play it i can just kind of mellow yeah have you heard Good of the game um, jupiter hell jupiter hell that sounds demon. familiar it is a uh it's 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 the doom ir uh roguelike It's it's a doom it's a doom roguelike. Uh it's on Steam right now. Uh it's 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 like Doom One, but from like a top down roguelike perspective. Oh. And it has like very doomy music. Oh. See that's a neat take on that's a neat take on like that setup. Yeah, and it has like kind of like, like the DOS keyboard, like oh, would... and it's a grid base too. Yeah, 
and it's and it's and if you if, as as long as you're moving it acts like it's a real-time strategy but if you stop moving it turns into like turn-based like as you do an action things move very crypto yeah the each time dancer. you action yeah every action you take cause causes it's the entire very map to very crypto the neck yeah it's, it's a super hot method yeah um, when you move it moves but it has the uh i was looking for the but it has like the the 80 the uh 80s alien aesthetic to like yeah like the like the oh the hud and the ui and stuff so yeah which i mean doom doom was always always a very aliens ish thing it was supposed to be an aliens game initially and then when um they couldn't get the license for that they just said screw it we're gonna make it whatever we want guys what are we doing we're playing D D. there's demons we'll fight demons fuck it where are we where are we we're, uh mars we'll do it on mars so like, instead of elon putting his cat girls on mars uh id put their demons on mars yep yep literally that's what it was. Uh, they were in the office talking about what, what they wanted to do with the game because they made the whole game. They made the whole thing. It was an Aliens game at the time, and they just replaced, like... Oh, they, I think they used some, like, very basic assets as, like, alien stand-ins while they were just like, hey, we want to make an Aliens game. I am so glad. Like, it could have been just a game company. It could have been just a game company because they did two things twice in a row. In a row. <laughs> Um, they made Mario for PC. They went to Nintendo and said, hey, we made Mario. We made it work on a PC. We got the technology now. We want to sell your game. And Nintendo said, no, we're going to sell our consoles. You keep out of that market. Don't make Mario. So they say, okay, guys, we got all this stuff. We got the tech. Why don't we just make our own? Commander Keen. Then they do Wolfenstein. And then they start making Doom as an Aliens game. They go to the studio. They go, hey, we want to make an Aliens game. They go, mm, nah, this is a good movie. We don't want a video game. They make Doom. James Cameron's probably kicking, his at, kicking himself in the ass about that right now. I don't think James Cameron was the one who made the choice on that. <laughs> Just think. I want to say it was somebody else. Let's but... look at the plethora of Alien games that have come out since then. How many of them been good? One? Maybe? Yeah, pretty much. It, that it was, was a survival was horror game. Uh, I think AVP, uh, the 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 more recent one where it was the asymmetrical gameplay. I think that one came out and it was pretty solid. It wasn't great. It was solid. Though. Was it Doom level good? It was not Doom level of good. It was not. <laughs> Nothing has been Doom level of good for a very long time. Wolfenstein, <laughs> uh, the New Colossus. Um, New Colossus. That was like the Which first one? one. The new, the Wolfenstein. When the they first one was really good. Like the, the, the first one, not the second one. Yeah, the first one was really good. The second one was was Doom Two on the to downhill. Doom? <laughs> it's just, just no Doom Two. Doom Two was bigger, better, and better. Um, are you just reading the catchphrase, or was it actually? It was. It was. Um, it expanded more. It gave more environments. It ever. It was. It was what you want in a sequel. It was. Everything felt the same as when you played Doom, but there was more. There was more for you to do. There was more to find. It was bigger, and it was bigger and more improved. Um, the engine was still the same and everything, but like they they just built it up. They kept building up. Um, 
it's more along the lines of two to three. Wolfenstein is much along the lines of two to three. Three was a good game. Don't get me wrong. It was good. It was not great. It was not. It, it is the weakest in the Doom officials. I would even I, I, debatable amongst uh, master levels of Doom, um, but like master levels of Doom was was just uh, uh, a pack of um, maps. It was just a map pack. That's all it was. Uh, but yeah, um, bingo checklist. I've spoken about Doom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've been poking around my um my my Steam inventory, but there's a lot of games that I want to play, a lot that I just don't have the same time to be able to play. Uh Risk of Rain. I really like Risk of Rain. Um I haven't played the first one, but the second one is really good. It's nice and casual, it's comfortable. It's it's interesting. It's a roguelike where it's just level-based. You just go through, fight a bunch of monsters. It gets progressively harder over time. And the more time you spend, the more monsters and things go until you inevitably fail. Yep. Uh, very comfortable. Very fun. Great little party game. Has four-player co-op. Good. Nice. Mm-hmm. So we have two more things we have to do. We have to ask Will what he's been playing. And then we have to run our new segment that me and Chris came up with last week. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I'll be quick with my stuff. Um, all the, all the stuff you've seen on my on my stream there, so I can mention that. But I did complete an, uh, Assassin's Creed. I got Freedom Cry completed. Um, also completed to, uh, Pool Nation, the tour mode on that. Um, which with the AI being as easy as it was until like the final match. Yeah, it's just it, it's an easy win. Easy win. Uh, tried to complete Geometry Wars 3, a final of that on both the PS4 and the Vita, and it's a pain in the backside. Uh, dipped my toe into Contra the first time. Yes, the first to Contra. And did a few more setup bits for uh, F1 2019, which included the race that Will and myself tried at Monza, where we were swamped after being first and second, and the AI just punted us both off the track, because the AI was beating a bunch of ass. And that's pretty much all I've played this stream. All right. I guess that means we have to do our new segment, uh, which is uh, reading reviews of new nudie games out on Steam. Mm-hmm. And I have one. I have the best one. It's oh, called, boy. It's called Nin Nin Days. Oh, I was looking at that one. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna I'm going to read aloud for everybody the uh, the blurb that they that they put together uh, that the company put together. <clears throat> a sullen main character and a clumsy female ninja living together in this romantic adventure game set in Akibara. You'll laugh, you'll cry over the entertaining lifestyle of a of a slightly erotic female ninja and a main character's collaboration. Let's uh let's lead let's read reviews. <laughs> well, the first review is legit. That's not interesting. <laughs> yeah, no. First review is is just a very cute heroine drawn with the animation system. My character price is nice, cute, lovey dovey story with nice game endings. Good fare if you're in a downer mood. Uh, talk about some of the bits. Uh, cons: very short playtime. Given the theme, I expected it to be short and humorous, but it was even shorter than I expected. 
Uh, total playtime of three hours, including full unlockable extras and dialogue read and heard. So I find that the most recently posted are the best ones. Uh, on the right-hand one, the second one, which is states laughing and crying during a game, did not believe, played drunk, now believe, 10 out of 10, wholesome ninja waifu. <laughs> Can't believe. Uh, mm -hmm. Really not that many, like... Like came for the plot, ones. stay for the plot. <laughs> uh, Vanilla love story with Ninja Girl, 15 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> nice little voice work, one of the rare which ones that didn't get bored halfway through the playthrough. The only drawback is a little short, not enough choices for my taste. This is always acceptable to be called master by a sexually ignorant virgin bombshell. So it would be thumbs up, but not just one thumbs up for me. <laughs> Uh, also, oh, there's a bad the, the only bad one I can see. The old, see, that's the thing. We got to look at both good and bad. The bad one is just, I don't know, man. It feels like there's so much text to go through if you want to enjoy it. I had to refund it. it it's a visual novel. Fucking visual novel. Do we have a bat rating of five? I've got a. I've that's got, the only uh, negative review, by the way. I've, I've got, that's it. That's the only one. I've got a good one. The Arrow Lords have blessed us with a girl that calls you Master Simulator. A looted, wonderful chapter in a holy book of derogeny. Hot dog out of ten. Walk away again. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's, there, there's, yeah. I feel, I felt this had would have so much potential for reviews. Yes, you'd think, but you know what? Just because it's new and trending doesn't mean that anyone actually has it. It looks like there's 107 reviews, but it does not actually look like that. But it had so much. It's still well. We'll 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 look back at this again next week to see if more reviews are coming. Maybe up. because I mean, when the game says a sullen main character and a clumsy female ninja living together, that's like that's anime plot 101. Or <laughs> 80s sitcom. If my friends wants that. Oh God! Of course, of course she wants. That. Do I know her? No. Okay. <clears throat> then I don't have to feel disappointed. No. One way. No, or not the not other. that game, anyways. <laughs> there's there's another game called coming out on top, which we'll tackle when it comes out on top. <laughs> I'd say tackle that. <laughs> this will be a fun one. Also, if people want us to send. Nudie Age games to review, feel free. Because I guess we'll do it. We won't show any of it, but um, I I, I guess that'll 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 be the ten thousand dollar level. Is uh Chris and James react to nudie nudie uh games? It'll just be us, or just our just us in a room together. Like you hear the audio, and it's just like me and you just looking at some guy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Not the, worst. <laughs> not the worst. It's not that ninja simulator, though. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. I, I took a hot second to actually delve in and see, like, what what this shovelware is going to be looking like. And holy shit, there are some really piss poor ones. Like, they're ones that are just not, not visually appealing at all. Just terrible art. Like, it's not not quality. Not worth paying for. And there's, like, some that are just, like, so absurdly high quality 
that are like, why aren't you charging more? Like, it must have taken you days to make one screenshot on them. Like, Christ, sell yourself, have a little more self-worth in this, please. <laughs> but like, oh my God, it's, since the market's opened up, we are bound to have an amazing volume of terrible shovelware using the visual novel system. And, you know, there's not enough game. There's not enough game involved. There's not enough game involved. But we That's will. Thing. We, going we forward. We need more game. <laughs> going we need forward. more honey pops. Yeah. We need more things of that nature. Dream daddies. Dream, well, mm, Dream Daddy's still a, it's still a dating sim. That's the thing with a lot of them, is they turn out to be either A, dating sims, or B, visual novels. And there's not enough game. There's not enough mechanics. There's not enough things to do. So it becomes very repetitive and boring. Pretty sure that when, when, <laughs> when they're developing these, the actual gameplay that is just the bottom. Getting shit out there, yep. You want to know what? Tetris. I want, I want my fucking eight Tetris H game. H game Tetris. But I'm People talking, will eat that shit up. But I'm talking like hard pull. Like it's like you're in the middle of an H game and then all of a sudden it's like 1980s. Dun, 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 And then it pulls back. It's like, why did I just play Tet? What? Just have something just really knock you out of the mood. Because you just have to do something. Yeah. It's great. Ah, <laughs> oh, we could call it come, comrade. <laughs> EA, I'm right here. I can help you with your I can help you with your portfolio, man. I've I'm an idea guy. That's what I got. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Uh, yep. I now have a life's mission. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> Gonna start R&Ding this today? From the makers of Glorious. <laughs> Comes a fantastic new game. <laughs> Come, comrade. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else have anything else? What a fucking order? day. <laughs> I was saying, so I, you can't top that. That's why I'm here. It's why I show up every week. How can I take the absurdity levels to 11? It's a, goodbye, everybody. We're going to raid. We're gonna, That's a bit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, if you want to vote for us for podcast of the year, show them that bit. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at tigwhippies dot slash twitch dot slash tigwhippies. We're raiding Ulysses, because uh, she's drawing I'm our D and D group. I'm gonna be commissioning her to draw a sexy Putin for this. <laughs> I showed you sexy Putin <laughs> earlier this week. No, no, no. We, it, well, I mean, it's an H game. It needs to be. It needs to be. Uh, it needs to be. A, it needs to have the H on it. Oh, it's gonna. Be it can't H. just be like yeah. Oh. <laughs> So we're going to go see her. She's drawing our D&D characters. We're going to give her some fun, some love. Until then. I have a beautiful idea for that. Yeah, we'll... for for so the background of the Tetris, it should just be like the, the I want to say it's um Michelangelo with the, with the, the God and man. And it's just Putin and Putin. 
<laughs> we hope to see you next week's comrades. Oh, God, a wonderful day. We are happy to have Good you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>